Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodokar Schaller. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. <laughs> and I'm Aaron. And today we're going to talk about Road Rash. Road Rash, yes, sir. Pro tip. Don't Google road rash without actually putting game in words. What happens if you do that? You get a lot of things that you can't unsee. Road rash is real. Is road rash, oh, you mean like pictures of people that actually had road rash? It's no good. It's no good. They always say if you're going to ride a motorbike or motorcycle that you're going to get it. It's a matter of when, When. not Mm -hmm. if. That's why I choose not to ride a motorcycle. Cowardice. Have you been on a motorcycle before? We talked about this already. Well, let's talk about it. Remember again. up and down the coal pile? Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about I, that. You know, we're okay. in West Virginia. Yeah, there's a lot of coal. There used to be a ton of coal. It was just sitting out. You just go grab a chunk. Mm-hmm. You know, set it on it's fire. Cold. Keep <laughs> warm. Power stuff. Not anymore. But there been my uncle would drive me up and down the coal piles on his little dirt bike, and that was the last time I cared to be on a motorbike. <laughs> Plus, it hurts my crotch. Hey, what what can you do? I don't know. Listeners, faithful viewers, I'd like to make an appeal to you at this time. We are in desperate need of iTunes reviews. And uh, we would like to um, have a little contest about iTunes reviews, okay? Uh So if you post an iTunes review between now and next week, we are going to randomly draw a winner. And it doesn't matter if it's positive or it's not. Um, you can what? just just be honest. You mean a negative review? You can they can still win? I didn't say that. I just meant, I just said it doesn't matter if it's positive or it's not. If it's not positive, it's negative, isn't it? I don't know. You don't be so dualistic. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, we will draw a random name from those, and we have thanks to Jonas Rulo over in Hawaii. Living the dream. Amigos magnets. I will send one of these to your house. And you can put it on your fridge. You mean anywhere in the world, Boat? Anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. It doesn't matter if you live in Gabukistan. Uh-huh. I will send you I'm, a magnet. Let me ask you a question here. Okay. Now, I don't want to poo-poo this content. Okay. Because it is important to feed the Apple machine by giving these reviews. But this is sort of like bribery, isn't it? Well, it's not bribery if you say that it doesn't have to be a positive review. But it is bribery. It, it kind of is yeah, bribery. Okay. So you're bribing our listeners in the... Please, that's, that's the number one. I'm down with that. As much as, you know, some hosts of Amigos hate Apple and everything they stand for, um, iTunes is still the primary driver of discovery for new podcasts. And so we want to we grow our audience. We want to bring more Amiga fans into the fold. And so the best way that we can do that is to, uh, the more views we have, the higher we get up on the new and notable charts and the, you know, popular video game charts and stuff like that. So... If you could write us a review, we'd we'd really appreciate it. If we could hire on the reviews, let's say we get real high. Mm-hmm. I mean, real freaking high, right? Like Cleopatra. We don't Joe get DeMarc, nothing. We don't Raphidati. get nothing extra, right? We're just sitting, we're just chilling. Doesn't really matter in the long run. I want to have I want to have thousands spread the word? of Amiga fans. I want this to be just like a weird cult. Yeah, and you're the and you're the king of the cult. Not just me, me and you. Oh. Weird kings of the cult. I'm like a sub king, but really. 
iTunes reviews, if you know, that's a, uh, to get a free magnet. The magnets are in demand. We'll, you know, we'll send you one out. That's yeah. an easy. That's an easy bribe. I'm yeah. down with that. It'll take you thirty seconds. Just am I undermining this? I am, aren't I? No, I, he's right. He's go ahead and you know, if you don't mind, drop us one. What? I'm down. <laughs> I'm down with it. You know, iTunes, <laughs> so, man. It's a terrible idea. It's iTunes. It was my idea. That makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that was the other thing. Well, this was sort of my idea. Okay. You know, what other ideas start have the you had, Bailey? <laughs> start the show and all. Man, we are off the rails tonight, boy. <laughs> what other? Oh, let's talk about the Amigos Challenge. All right. We haven't had one for a while, have mm. we? So what is the Amigos Challenge, well, it was broadly a, speaking? Our, our good and dear friend, Brill Barracuda, kicked this off. Gosh, it was, what, about February or March we did the first one. And I believe we did. Do you remember what the first one was that we did? Uh, we did. I know. I can just name I know, some of them. I know. It was horrible. There I was know. California Games. Yeah, that, there was, was, that was your... Jaguar. Jaguar. <laughs> Jaguar. I tried, to say it the same, I tried to say it both ways at American the same time. American style. Yeah. Jaguar. And British style. Um, uh, yeah, that's right. And boy, I didn't do real well at that or the bag. Yeah. And then the bag. And then we did pinball. Right. And on, now we're up to episode yeah. four, and challenge they were, four. They were wildly successful. Uh, uh, well, yeah, they were pretty successful. They were. So... Uh, people have been asking, a mm -hmm. few people, uh, when's the next one coming? So uh, I got off my lazy, good for nothing, don't do anything mm -hmm. for the show, but, and I went ahead and got this ball rolling. Now, it wasn't my idea, uh, but uh, we're going to do Turrican 2. Best um, score off one life, mm -hmm. your first life, first by the life. life, and you make the video and send it in. Uh, please uh, go to our forums. We have forums, which we never we should mention these more. Yeah, everythingamiga.com slash forums. That's I right. And uh, uh, there's a section in there called the Amigos Challenge. If you'll go in there, and their rules are all put up. And i got to give Brutal Barracuda 100% of all the uh, acknowledgement for this. He did a great job of spelling out exactly. I mean, these spells us out. A child mm -hmm. could do this, to, could, could get these games going. You, there, and there's instructions on where you send your the video you make. And at the end of the, uh, I can't remember the end date, I believe it was the, uh, two, not next week's show, but the show after will be the end date. And then I will, I will uh, try to cludge all the video together in, in a beautiful way like Brutal did. Mm -hmm. And then we'll have a, 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 a release of video that has all the games. But this time, we just to sweeten the pot, we're going to also give away one of these awesome Amigos magnets straight from Hawaii to the winner this time around. So this is a prize fight. Yeah. You get a cool prize if you if you win. Yeah. Uh, so if you're, and, as an added bonus, I'm god-awful at Turkin too, and I know you stink too. I'm terrible. So uh, right there are two of the people that are going to be in the contest <laughs> are almost per certainly out of running. So there's there's two people you can beat right off the bat. Someone mentioned this, and I'll remember, no cheating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They told me that. They must have known how bad I was. Uh, so, but anyway, for more details, head over to the forums, uh, or just to hang out. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd like to get the forums... Uh, you know, forums these days are, you know, they're not, that's not a lot of people using them, you know, but I like to get the forums up and running. Like, I, I've been checking them a lot more and stuff, so if you're down, I just want to chat. Hey, I'm also always looking for suggestions for some Amigos plays. I've got some stuff already lined up uh, for some future Amigos plays there, so suggestions. Hey, feedback for the show, you know, uh, we could take it. Uh, you know, uh, drop us a line on there as well. That's always a good thing. Or you can shoot us an email. What's the, what's the email? Amigos at AmigosPodcast.com. That's right. So, yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, pop by, get the rules, and we'll fire it up. But it's always a good time. Even if you stink, send in something, it'll be fun. 
Uh, I also want to give a little follow-up on uh, the magazine that we talked about last week, that K&A magazine, that uh, new Commodore right here. and Amiga magazine. Which, ah, just grab it real quick, this guy right here. Um, you can purchase this magazine at this website, ka-plus.pl slash en slash main. You might not need all those extensions, maybe just ka-plus.pl. Um, and again, this is a magazine that is in English. It's proofread by a native English speaker. Um, it is very well put together. Look at that. Um, this is Aaron's just looking at a Bruce Lee, a 3D Bruce Lee remake article. We're, this that's is what we were here. talking about last week. Me and Boat were discussing this off air. Yeah. There's some good articles in there. I mean, there's hardware stuff. There's stuff for all the Commodore machines. Lots of game reviews and. Uh, uh, just, I mean, I would have to say, I was pretty, I was very surprised. I couldn't believe when he handed it, when this came out of the package, I'm like, man, this is like a... It feels yeah, solid, you know? for and sure. And of course, yeah, harp on the fact that, man, the pages are good, that stick, the content's great, too, yeah, it matches yeah. it. So it's not like, just like, well, this is a real good piece of paper. It's actually good stuff. So I we endorse this, yeah. this, this Please product. check it out and support them. Yes. All right. Um... Now we shall move on to the world of Amiga news. There's lots of news. I want to start off. I want to start off with the newest news first, just because I. It sort of uh, co goes along with what we were talking about last week. Um, <clears throat> our good and dear friend Adam Bradley. This guy's a news tidbit machine. It's a very top boat. That's that one. It's just that. That's it. The Amiga Mini. Now, uh, if you look at the Amiga Mini, we talked about this last week in our little mini conversation about will someone do this now look at that picture and if you're not if you're listening on the radio uh, i will just explain what we're looking at here in this picture of the amiga mini it's a raspberry pi with one of those little amiga uh 3d printed cases around mm -hmm. it. i'm going to go on the assumption that that's not the actual product because uh, that's a raspberry pi with a cunningly <laughs> right. designed it's, case that you, you can buy. easily tell by the way the ports are and everything that, that that's is a raspberry right. pi uh, but in this article, so right there, I was like, ah, screw this. This is a crap article. But then at the bottom, I read something that said these, whoever is making this, and again, I'm not endorsing or saying this is even real. I'm just telling you what this article said. They say that they, since Cloanto has picked up the, uh, 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 some of the trademarked, the, like the A, I think, and the Amiga, they, Cloanto picked up some of the loose uh, trademarked properties from Commodore, mm -hmm. you know, that were floating around. Right. Uh, these guys say they're working out or have worked out a deal with Cloanto to produce this item. Well, if anybody, you know, one of the things that we were talking about was that there are so many different pieces with the Amiga because of the ki the Kickstarter ownership thing, the name of the company thing. Right. You have to work with Cloanto That's right. if this thing is going So when I read that, I, that, my ears perked up. Okay, now you got, before you got nothing. Mm. The little picture, that's nothing. Right. right? When you say, okay, yeah, we're, we've got, we're, we're working out a deal with Cloanto, that's something. Mm -hmm. So that tells me that someone's working out a deal. And like you said, Cloanto have the keys to the kingdom. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it doesn't matter who you make videos, it doesn't matter who you make game uh, deals with or anything else. If you don't have Kickstarter, you got nothing. Right. You got no, and, if, it, and again, you've got a, a company in Cloanto that also has, has some sort of deal worked out with the WinEOE group since they sell that, you know, and that, I mean, uh, uh, that is when you end up with a fancy wrapper, effectively, right? Mm -hmm. So they've got something worked out there. So by signing a deal with Cloanto, you've got the Kickstarter, the trademarked 
uh, logos, and you and you can probably work something out with the emulation. That's the biggest chunk of the battle. Yeah. And at that point, plus we know Colmanto has the rights to distribute some of these games for profit, right? Mm -hmm. Deluxe Galaga being one, mm -hmm. the games that come with it. So you're getting some, you've got also, the you know, it makes one wonder why Colmanto doesn't do this themselves. To be honest, and maybe this—that's part of the gimmick. Maybe so. Uh, but uh, if you—and there are plenty of people out there that no longer exist. Their games are in public domain. There's probably enough public domain games, or people like uh, Cinemaware that just gave away their games that you can work on a deal. For you could put a ton of games on a on an item and 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 still not have to pay a lot of rights fees. Right. right? So this. Again, just because someone says, hey, we've got a deal with Cloanto doesn't mean there's a deal. And I haven't heard anything from Cloanto, but it gives one pause as to think, hey, maybe this is it. Yeah. So we'll see. But I thought that was interesting. And yeah, It, it me came too. out pretty, pretty recently. Especially considering we spent a great portion of last episode talking about <laughs> yes, it. Yes, we did. Mm -hmm. So there was actually, I got a lot of stuff this week. Let me consult the thing here. So um, we've got a, a new... Uh, Playable EXE from the company. I don't know why I keep putting these in because they make so many, but this time around it's Jet Strike has been upgraded to the 2.6 engine, which is, means anything, if, you, if you're not familiar with the company's EXEs for Windows, anything 2.5 and back, you can't play on window, the new Windows. It don't work. And trust me when I tell you I've tried every conceivable thing, it don't work. Uh, so Jet Strike, have you ever heard of this one, both? Uh, I think that. Is this. No, this looks similar to a game. That um, that I've done an Amigos plays on, where you basically you fly a plane over an island and you bomb things, uh, but this is not that game. All right, well there you go, Jet Strike, and I believe as I was going to press, they released another one, but I didn't I didn't catch it in time. This looks so. cool though. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah, um, this got popped out, and at first I was like, "What well, is this legal?" And when I say that, I mean are these videos being distributed? But as far as I could tell, they are. So. Uh, um, this is this is an uh, article that it's actually a YouTube video from uh, about Commodore Amiga and Amiga stories from Bill Hurd. He's a former Commodore engineer, and it's like uh, 90 minutes. And apparently, this is I don't know if this was extra content on the uh, Viva Amiga um, disc that they've released. I'm not exactly sure. I, I think actually it was according to what that just said. This was something that the Kickstart people that kick. This was in. like a bonus for them. Right, so, but apparently they've released everybody because the mm -hmm. video is like It was up. probably like a time. I thing. haven't got to watch this yet, but it's on my it's on my docket for this week because it was it's like 90 minutes, but I'm down with that, so that would probably be kind of fun. Now, this article popped up, and it was everywhere. It's another one. It's Hey, it's happening. We talked to this a couple weeks ago. How, like I felt like the Amiga was sort of like my modern console or something because, I mean, you, there's enough news where there's something going on like every day, right? Right. right. And so this is something else. It was an article um, in Popular Mechanics, and it's uh, uh, it's it's a the cult of Amiga is bringing an obsolete computer into the 21st century, and it's an article about <clears throat> the Amiga, where it's been, where it's going. They talk about the new the new machines. They talk about some of the accelerators. You know, they they talk. You know, it's like I I just spent six hundred dollars on a on a, on a computer for 1985, yeah. which it's all, you know, that is a and weird thing to say to somebody. What's you know? funny is, is um, you know, the, the people that they interview, these are not people our age. And by our age, I mean your age, the age of people that were using Amigas at the time. These are millennials, yeah. and they're spending this kind of dough. It's, uh, you know, I read this, and I, first of all, every time I read an article like this that goes into the past, I want to reach into my time machine and just smack around the people that ran Commodore. For just, I mean, they had the golden ticket. It just, mm -hmm. I know, 
we're going down the same road again. I'm not going to get that, but it just it really irritates right. me. You've got this ultimate machine. This does. This article also goes into like all of the nonsense between Amiga on the Lake and the new Amiga that. guys the, which, and all that. Thankfully, stuff. they got that worked yeah, out. Yeah, I would love to talk. If if anyone from Amiga on the Lake's list, I'd love to talk to one of you guys and maybe get you on the show. Yeah, just because they're 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 being American very distributors. Yeah, they are. About, I, I never hear much about from those yeah. guys either. Uh, and I, but I mean, I've used their I've used their store, and it was really I was very impressed. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's that. Um, let me see. Oh, okay. Another article about a fellow who has converted a Amiga CD game to an HD F file, HD a hard drive conversion. It was a game called uh, Wasted Dreams. Now this I've never heard of this game, and it looks pretty good. It was a late uh, release on the Amiga. Uh, have you ever heard of this one? No. Uh, it looks it looks pretty slick. Uh, the fellow that did the uh, Conversion is a guy named Damien D. Apparently, this isn't his first radio. I don't know if we've mentioned it was other stuff or not. I don't think we, if we did, we didn't mention his name. Mm -hmm. Looking at this, it looks, I mean, it looks sharp. Yeah. I, was, I, I, I mean, it looks How fluid. would you, I mean, what, what kind of a game would this remind you of? This really kind of defies because it looks like sort of almost like out of this world or something like that. It, but it's sort of like but chaos it's top down. It's, but your your protagonist sort of looks like a normal dude. You yeah. Know? Um, it looks. But it, yeah, I mean, it's it's the chaos engine perspective. We're gonna have to, sure. to have a look at this one, but yeah. like I said, I never heard of it. Yeah. To be honest with yeah. you. Um, something else I want to touch on, and this is a little outside our realm into the uh, C64, but Ron Hubbard, the uh, musical genius. That's L. Ron Hubbard. Right? No, it's not. And by the way, when you try to Google this guy, L. Ron it's comes up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, he has a Kickstarter going. Uh, it's sort of a pricey to get on board Kickstarter. I was talking to uh, uh, who was it? I was talking to about Chris it. Folds. It wasn't Folds, and it, to to uh, jump in the, just to get the digital uh, version of these songs, you're talking like it's like almost thirty bucks. Right. But uh, it looks like it might be interesting. I'm interested to see how it goes. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, hey, any old school commoner guys trying to get in there and get him a buck, I'm down with the you know I'm down with the clown on that. Let him mm -hmm. make a few bucks uh, on it. Um, I think that is all the news that I've got this week. It's not site related. What do you got for the site, Boat? Okay, well, let's pull up everythingamiga.com. Which is a lot of crazy stuff this week. And uh, we have uh, Dreamcatcher is back with a review of Impossible. Did you? I, you know, it's funny. Before you get into this, I read the. Uh, it's. Don't ask me why this came up. It, me and my partner were talking about the um, coal mining strikes of the early 80s in the UK, mm -hmm. okay? And it was before this article came up. We were I can't remember what spurred it. We were listening to some music, I think, or something on that radio station. And I didn't realize how much I knew that they mined coal in the UK, right in England. But I didn't realize how much mining went on. Oh yeah. And it was a huge was industry a huge up thing. until the early 80s when they had a uh, and I don't want to try to go through British history and screw something up, but effectively uh, they had a what amounts to an illegal strike, and then Margaret Thatcher dropped the dropped the hammer on right. them, and then that effectively ended coal mining. You know, and it was really it was interesting uh, to to read. And of course, we're going through a uh, you know we're our coal mines are getting killed here, and mm -hmm. not quite the same way because we're going out with a whimper instead of a bang. It's a, it's a different thing because yeah. here they've always been private, and in the UK the mines were owned by the right. government. And something else, my dad was a coal, uh, worked for the was not a coal miner, but he was in the uh, steel workers union. I think it was in the uh, yeah, I think that's who it was. But he was, and they had a strike, 
And I, from what I heard, my dad went, went crazy at this strike. He was like bashing in windows. Really? And, I mean, wow. striking striking is, I don't know how it is overseas, but I mean, over here, oh, it's yeah. a big deal. If you yeah. score and strike and scabs try to roll in, mm-hmm. low be the man that try to get past that picket line, they're in for a beat down. Right. right. You know, so I can imagine something where you're fighting for your whole industry. Mm-hmm. You know, I bet that was ugly. Yeah. You know, and it seems like as a little kid, I vaguely recall hearing about this on the news, mm-hmm. but you know, it was in the UK. And then so um, we're just talking about that. And while we're talking, I click on this. And the first thing that comes up is a little quick, brief history of the coal mining thing. <laughs> I'm like, what are the odds of that happening? You know, and then, of course, it goes into the Monty Mole stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was it still it was it was wacky. Yeah. You know, that yeah. was a long way to go for that, wasn't it? <laughs> so uh, make sure you check out this. This is another great, great read from Dreamcatcher. This makes me want to play these games. Yeah. I was looking at it. I've never yeah. played any yet. Dreamcatcher has a real knack for finding just the most inviting screenshots. When I know. These things so are like, good. Man, I, I need to I need to just jump right into this thing. So um, that looks like a really neat game, doesn't it? Though? Yeah. Have you yeah. ever played those? Uh, I've read um, in Retro Gamer they did they did some write ups of the Mighty Mole games, and I, I need to check them out because uh, that was more of a Spectrum thing, I think. Uh, but it's it's definitely something I, I'd love because I love those those Spectrum platformers. Um, I actually think that that is um, the only Dreamcatcher review this week. But we also have an Amigos Labs uh, from this week, um, and this is booting an Amiga five hundred from a SuperDrive removable SideQuest. You're gonna have to talk about this because I don't understand any of those words. Uh, I used to have, man, I'm telling you, dude, it's another thing I used to have and got rid of was a Supra removable hard drive. Actually, the one I had was a, uh, it wasn't Supra, it was a, uh, um, gosh, it was SideQuest, that's what he's got, yeah. It was a SideQuest, and you can see it, if you watch the video, uh, right right there smashed into the Supra box, that's a big external box, and it is a SideQuest. Now, the one I had was an external that hooked into the parallel part of the way, which is slow going. But SideQuest removable drives were uh, hard drives. I think I, the ones I had were 40 meg, and they were cartridges. And they were, uh, I don't know, uh, let's say 5 by 5 inch squares. You, and you you'd put them in and you and you uh, and you would boot them up and it would be that would be a hard drive and, and so effectively in my case the external was an external one so it was effectively you're putting it into a, an external case it's like you know now what what uh, uh, the huckster's got cooking here is he's got an internal which this was big money these would have been very nice to have and what he's done is hooked it into the super external uh, enclosure. And uh, and it's booting. I'm, so I'm guessing it's probably SCSI, and and he's using it to boot up his Amiga. Pretty cool. Uh, 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 Gary's he's the man because he just did that video on the zip booting off the zip drive. If you could have had uh, when I got into the into the SideQuest drive, it was sort of near the end of its of people caring because at that point, yes, even a 40 meg Super was looking a little slim. I think they made an 80, and they may have went on up from there. Those are the ones I remember. But uh, on the Amiga, if you'd have a, one of these 40 gig uh, uh, drives for SideQuest, the you've got—I mean, that's a pretty sizable drive on the Amiga. And then the fact that you can buy more cartridges for it and just have them labeled—you could have like games A through B, C through D, right. whatever. It would be real. I mean, it would have been awesome to have. Uh, and Gary, you know, I love what Gary does because he takes these—I mean. In today's Amiga world, you don't need a SideQuest or a Supra, or I mean, or a uh, or the Zip Drive, because you've got, you know, you can a lot of these Amigas you can put a, a CF card. That's in right, there. Yeah. you know, or have some other means. But it's still just the fact that he's getting this stuff to work, and 
I, I envy the fact that he could tinker around with this stuff to, and have enough time to do it because I would, I would be yeah. doing the same exact thing. I mean, look at that workbench. He's just got everything laid out there. And yeah, he's got a. He's got a. It's very. It's a, it's a treat to watch these. I watch them. Gary's videos are very popular. Yeah. I mean, he gets a lot of action with them, and it's because people. What's it show you, right? It shows you that people are still tinkering with this old hardware, mm -hmm. man. And I'm the same way. I just like to, even if I don't have it, I like to watch it. I'm like, man, look at this. Look what he's done. I always thought about doing that, but I could never, I never had the stuff at the right stuff at the right time. You know, right. Gary is basically fulfilling your fantasy from a hardware perspective. You can live vicariously through his riches. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, and Gary's actually here in the chat. So thanks for uh, hey, being with us, Gary. That's to you, buddy. Um, all right. You know, it's before we get off the topic of the external hardware stuff, I was on the uh, Facebook Amiga chat today, and someone out of the blue, and I thought this was funny, he goes, listen, he goes, I'm desperately looking for an XDS drive, which is that crazy drive that I picked up when I got that Amiga bundle. So someone somewhere actually cares enough about this wacky peripheral to want one. Hey. So I have contacted him yeah. over, over yeah, the situation, but it was, it was, it was, I thought that was amusing. All right. Well, you Aaron. Want, you want to, I guess we should probably sh do a little shill on our, uh, on our other videos that we put up this week. We actually had a few other videos. Did we? Yeah, well, we put up the Saturn stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know this is the Amiga show, not the Saturn show, but we, me and Bo, once again, as we mentioned last week, have dipped our toe in the in the pool of some other, some other video games. And we actually put up a couple videos this week. We put up uh, um, one that's particularly wacky, which was a game called uh, Pinball Graffiti. And what can you say about this game, Boat, for the for the people that are curious? Um, pinball Graffiti is a pinball simulation. And uh, like, and by pinball simulation, I mean like pinball life simulation. You actually play um, as a, uh, the game is actually, you are a person, like a pro pinball player. And you have to manage your money, you go to the bar, uh, you can play machines at the bar, you can enter tournaments. Um, you can um, play basketball in one of the most atrocious mini games Boat, <laughs> ever devised. Boat said this during when we were filming this, and I, I'll have to say, if you if you flip to this video, just flip to the ba if you want to see something really bad, flip to the basketball section. It is it is so much like the old Atari twenty six hundred basketball, except worse, right. much much worse, right? Uh, to play, and and it and the, the and it's and the thing is, this guy, the character you play in this game was a former collegiate basketball star who got tragically <laughs> injured while saving a child and he pushed him out of the way of a car and it ended his career. But this former collegiate star will go out and bet on basketball, a la white man can't jump, and try to win money and also try to win money from suckers in bars. Right. So this is a real low-rent pinball champion. <laughs> and the pinball is nothing to write home about except at certain points when you the ball reaches certain parts of the screen... The camera will zoom in to the bank turn or whatever. I don't know if it's playing a canned piece of video. Yeah, or it is. It's definitely a canned piece but of it's, video. But it's unusual, isn't yeah. it, Boat? Yeah. And then we also did uh, Marvel versus Cat. No, it was Marvel versus Street Street Fighter. Yeah, Marvel versus Street um, Fighter. On the Saturn, the Japanese version, which was an interesting uh, game to play. And it was a lot of fun. We had a good time doing that. And I... I seem like I've got. Oh, we've also got one coming out this weekend that will be along the lines of the game we're reviewing today. So that's sort of our mo on this. We're going to try to play other console versions of the game we're playing on here and see how they how they play. Yeah, yeah. You know? so, so so we'll be 
and we're we've got a bunch of new Amigos plays that are going to be coming. Out. I mean, we're just going to have a slew of them coming out. So we, I'd say over the winter we won't have any shortage of those because we've got a new way to shoot them, and it's a lot yeah. of fun for us too. The, we uh, get to actually do it together. The, the new the new setup is over at Amigos Studios East, aka the arcade, aka the clubhouse. That's right. Um, and uh, on uh, Sunday mornings, uh, I head over to uh, Aaron's <laughs> house, and we spend a couple hours before his family gets up. And uh, we uh, we we play some games and have a grand old time. It was that so. was a, that was a lot of fun last time. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. So yeah. you know it'll be it'll be it'll be a good time. And again, if you've got requests, I mean, we're talking anything right from any genre of game. Because Aaron's got system, it all. He's got it all got there lie. at his fingertips. But I mean, if there's anything you want to see or just wouldn't let's, if you thought to yourself, I wonder what Boat and Aaron might say about blah. Hey, we'll mm -hmm. when we'll try anything. You right. Know? Right. I don't care. So go to the forums and make a suggestion, or just send us an email or. Or a message, you know, we're down. We'll try just about anything. We've got the Amiga out there now. We've got, uh, uh, I'm gonna have my Atari computer out there. So we're gonna have uh, just a slew of options. We've got all the consoles, all the old stuff. So if you want to see something, we're literally we don't care anymore. Yeah. We'll play anything. Hit us up. We're ready. All right, Aaron. It's time to talk about Road Rash again. Again. So Road Rash. Let's talk about this now. This game I have only had a cup of coffee with in in my illustrious gaming career. Uh, this, uh, I'd heard about it. I heard a lot of good things. And here recently, I, it makes a lot of lists of popular games, you know, from back in the day. Uh, and so I knew it had a, a, it had a lot, a good rep before I played it. Now you, did you play this much back in the day? You know, I didn't play Road Rash, but I played a game called Skitchen. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard of Skitchen before? Mm, I don't know. Okay. It sounds dirty. Well, it was it was supposed to be pseudo dirty, I think. Uh -huh. So th this was during the uh, the early '90s Attitude Era. You know right. about the Attitude Era in wrestling. I think these overlapped a little bit. Right. And this is where you had lots of tude, and uh, there was a guy on a commercial that was like, "I go skitching all the time," and it shows him like on the back, like holding <laughs> onto the back of a truck, Marty McFly style, mm -hmm. while he's while he's riding a skateboard and hitting people with a chain. And of course, you know, I was 12 years old. I was like, I'm going to sketch too. So I told my brother, start riding your bike real fast. And then I'd run up beside him and jump on my skateboard and grab onto the back of his seat and go, I'm sketching, I'm sketching. So you actually <laughs> just, said that? Yeah, as I was riding down the street. Were you a lonely to the child? Of my neighbors, yes. That's what I, was, I, I was very lonely. All righty. Well, after that, let's go ahead and roll on here. So, <laughs> so this game, like I said, came out in 92 on the Amiga. Again, it gained its popularity on the Genesis slash Mega Drive. Uh, where uh, I think that's probably the platform that's most w widely known on, at least the first one. So this came out in uh, on two discs, published by EA. So you had the big time publisher. The uh, outfit that did this was that what developed it was a called Peak Star. Now we've confronted Peak Star before in a few games. I'm going to read off their entire Amiga lineup here and see if you recognize any of these. F1 World Championship Edition which we haven't never played. Moonshine Racers, which I hear about, but I've never played. Is that a like bootlegging game? I think it's a, like a card game. Okay. Um, Sooty and Sweep, which... <laughs> it sounds very British. Sooty and Sweep. Very British. And then here's the part you might remember. They did the Thomas the Tank Engine 1 oh, and 2. very familiar with those games. Yes, and so that was Peak Stars. Now, I looked like gangbusters to try to find any information on Peak Star, where they were located. Uh, uh, what the scoop was. I could not find anything, anything on this crew. So I don't know anything about them. I mean, they had a pretty small lineup. They didn't do a lot of stuff off the Amiga either. So 
you know, there you go. But there, that was who that was who did the development on this. Uh, it runs on the uh, OCS ECS, uh, and this game was converted, but it wasn't converted to a ton of stuff <clears throat> initially. So uh, this was converted on the 3DO, uh, the Game Boy, and the Game Boy Color had had a version, which uh, that'd be interesting. I, I'd like to see what that looks like. Mm -hmm. The Game Gear, which I'd like to have that myself, yeah. actually. That was probably a port of the Mega or the uh, Master System. And then some of these we got to try, which is the the, Ma the Master System had a port. Mm -hmm. Of course, the Mega Drive Genesis, and it had a C Sega CD version and a Saturn version, which we actually did have a look at, and the PlayStation version. And of course, the 3DO. I didn't mention that right. The first one I mentioned. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, I, it's ironically of all these, the one I've played the most was on. Well, aside from the Amiga, was the 3DO version. It's one of the 3DO games I have, and so uh, and it it's like a whole different game in a lot of ways. So this is so in essence to break down what this game is. It's a motorcycle game where you race uh, a bunch, a field of uh, other racers in 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 a, in a series of different races, mm -hmm. right? With a twist. And the twist is, when you get up near other racers, you can punch them <laughs> effectively. That's or the, kick them. Or I, my guy always punched. I, I don't know if there was no way to kick him. Yeah, the, I always when punched. we get into the controls, yeah. I'll show you how you do that. Okay, and, uh, which I don't know what difference it makes, and maybe you know, but I punched every time. And also, the one thing I noticed, another thing you can do in this game is, occasionally you'll wail on a sucker who's got a weapon, which I think is a crowbar. And then so you could snag the crowbar, and then you could whale suckers mm -hmm. with a crowbar. Now, uh, I was always under the impression that there were multiple weapons, but I never got anything but the crowbar in this game. So I'm guessing the immediate, and I played this game up, up for hours and hours and well into it. I think I got to like the, near the end of the third level. So I played it quite a bit, and I never saw anything but the, but the you know, club or crowbar. Whatever yeah, I think it's is. actually a club. Okay. That's what it's called in the Crowbar makes more sense, doesn't it, uh, to me? Because well, who has that a club? Like you know? a billy club. Yeah, but a, a crowbar. You don't carry one of those with you at all times? I'm not daredevil, man. <laughs> um, so this game came out in the Genesis in 91. So this was a pretty quick turn on that very popular Genesis port. So now you've played this game a lot for a lot more years than I have. What did you think? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you've played the Genesis version. What did you think of this compared to what you'd played in the past? Well, I think that they the game itself is pretty much identical. Um, that you know, once you're in the race, you could be playing the Genesis version and the Amiga version, you wouldn't know the difference. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, the menu system is really where this game falls apart. They tried to shoe in, they tried to shoehorn in you know keyboard support, uh, going to the shop and things like that, and it's not immediately apparent how to do those things. In fact, I had to consult the manual to figure out some of the. I'll things. get into that when I we are in a minute. Yeah. Um, but the, the gameplay itself is, is pretty much right on. I mean, there's no way that you can compare this to the 3DO and the Saturn and the PlayStation version because it's, it's a totally different game. You know, it's, it's, it's four years later. Things had progressed wildly. As it stands on its own, um, it is a competent motorcycle racing game with kind of a gimmick. Um, the combat thing is deeper than it first appears because if you, like, for example... If you decide to wail on one guy, but let another guy pass you and win, it can affect your relationship with with those with, with the people that win. So that part of it is kind of cool, but it's also kind of useless because it doesn't really mean anything. I'm glad you mentioned that. I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, I, it, during the load screens and cut uh, and and some other stuff, there, you'll get a comment from a, a racer. So. Uh, uh, 
the, the she says like I don't like Biff like and I always thought to myself should I wail on this guy if I see him but when I'm racing generally I'm just hauling as much honey as I can up the track I don't even pay attention to who I'm I mean if I if I wail on a guy great but to me one thing I noticed is that combat and now again I got to the middle of the third level okay which meant I, I cleared all the tracks twice and partial the third time so mm -hmm. I mean that's pretty well in and to me you could almost not do any combat and it wouldn't even matter you could just i mean sometimes if a guy's convenient there i would go to whale him just because it was funny right but i mean in essence i didn't get any more money i didn't see any wacky cut scenes that i didn't think of, i didn't see i didn't see anything different there was no bets or anything like that there was nothing it was just like you so fill me in is there a reason you you said you can do stuff that will get you points or, or, or what what can you do? I never saw any of this stuff. I, well, I I'm, suspected it was there. I'm not really sure. I get I get mixed up a lot on. Oh, and Natasha is the name of the girl Natasha, racer. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you, Chris. Um, the um, I can't remember if it's only in the later versions or if it's in this version. Um, but the you know the whole like friend and enemy mechanic i don't think it has any bearing on the amount of money you get i think just your placement in the race i think first through fourth you get money okay you use that money to upgrade your bike there's five races if you win all five races then you are the ultimate road rash king if you place the top four you just keep you get to keep going that's i think that that's the gist i mean of that's game. i think that's this game and I'll just go ahead and get into my actual thoughts on the, what I didn't like. This game irritates me in a bunch of ways. Number one, when you said they shoehorn the menus on there, that's that's a polite way of saying the menu system is is garbage. It's garbage. They give you a they give you a, a little on some screens they'll give you like six keys and and a little dot will flash each one and they'll tell you what it does. It's like turn music on and off. There's like but there's nothing that tells you. Well, I'm just like you. There's no. I knew you could buy a new bike, but I had no idea how to get there. There's nothing. There's no on-screen cue that tells you when to get there, how to get there. Two players. I knew there was something for two players. I had no idea how to do it. You know, there's a thing that's on the main screen. It's it's real confusing. Mm -hmm. It's the menu system is atrocious, and I mean, surely the Genesis has some menu system. Even if you just had to go down and click the button, it would have been better. What they had, they should just not even use the keyboard at all for anything if they were gonna do it that way. I mean, I hated that. So that was one big problem I had with it. Second problem, uh, the uh, uh, like I said, it didn't seem like anything you did outside of winning the races meant anything, right? Uh, and it, it was irritating. It would there was so much more. I used to play this game on the PC. I think it was called Death Rally or something like that. But you would you could place bets on on who was going to win the race. You could put bets on yourself. You could take people would hire you to take out other racers, and it was all text based. But if you knocked them out, you would get X amount of money. None of that was here. None of it, and that would have been that would have been an awesome element they could have added, that would be nothing hard for the Amiga to do. Which is, you know, you just it's just some calculations effectively. Uh, the weapons, like I said, it's fun to wail on a guy, but really, you get there's the one weapon, and it really, I guess, sort of maybe it'll help you win, sort of. But I didn't think it was a necessary act. On top of everything else. We played the Saturn version of this before we played this version. In the Saturn version, it's real stylized and cool, and it looked like a crazy gang of crazy maniacs. That the kind were, of people that would do this sort of thing. Like in this version, after every race, there's a there's a majestic scene of you camping or holding hands somebody. And I was like, what is this? Who's going to hang out with you? You tried to kill them right. with a club. Mm -hmm. 
You know, that was a no, that was, I thought this would be, in the cutscenes made no sense. They were, they were nice looking, but I well, thought this, that was this silly. Is, this is a perfect example of a game that had premise and it was executed not ideally, and then when they went back and reworked it, they did a much better job right. fleshing it out. I will say, the the uh, this is one game, again, ha having played the newer version first, they went back and made a lot of good changes. Now, all those complaints aside, uh, uh, and there are some, like the, it's not the most attractive game. Y y there are a few obstacles that crop out, like occasionally, I mean, there's obviously that, that white car. There's a white car, and there's a series of white cars that'll get in your way, mm -hmm. like the cop. Like, I know the cop can arrest you. There's a cop on a motorcycle. It never happened to me. And whenever I saw the cop, I either wailed on him or just drove past him. So it was, I mean, maybe later on in the game I it was more I, difficult. And, and maybe somebody in the chat, because I think Hasifa is, is pretty familiar with this game. But I, I believe that if you are knocked over by a car within the vicinity of the cop, the cop can pull up and arrest you. Right, I know, he, I know you can get arrested, because yeah. I saw in the documentation there was a menu for that. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it never came into play, you know. Uh, the uh, the fact that you see the same car over and over, it's not a different color, it's not a different type of car, it's the same car uh, over and over. That gets old. All the other racers look the same. There's no differentiating. They're all the same color. They look different than you, but that's it. Uh, the obstacles, I think there's one area where like a cow can be sort of in the road you can hit, and uh, uh, there's some road kill that you can run over that sort of slides you around a little mm -hmm. bit, but that was it. Uh, the scenery was pretty good, but it was sparse, you know, I mean, it wasn't like, again, this is not, a, and, and the frame rate, so this is not Lotus we're talking about here. This is, I wouldn't say, I'd say this is somewhere in the same ballpark as say, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of some of those motorcycle games we played. I mean, this was not, frame rate wise, this was not at the top of the heap. Yeah. Hang on. It was like probably a, a little crummier than Hang right. On. Right. I would put it just a notch right. below. So, Even though Hang On's a much older game. I think this is, now, all that said, all my whining and complaining. Uh, I played the heck out of this game because it's fun, right? It's fun to race. The racing's fun. You get, and especially as you get later on, I mean, you can breeze to the first level. It's pretty simple, right? Then the second level, you can sort of breeze to the third level. I've had some trouble with those. Those get tough. But when you get those new bikes, you get a good sense of speed. Mm -hmm. You get a good sense of, uh, of, of. Uh, there's a challenge. It's the game is paced well. The, the riders you have to overtake are tantalizingly close often, and and it's it can be infuriating when you can't catch them, but when you do catch them, it's very satisfying. Right. Uh, so it's that classic race where everyone starts at the beginning, but a, a horde of people just warp speed out in front of you to try to catch them. You never jump out the lead and never look back. It's every race I ever had was me barely getting the lead or me coming in second or third mm -hmm. you know i don't know about you yeah that was every, I, was I mean every time me, yeah. so the pain but I, it wasn't so frustrating where i just see one front ride off and i'd be putting along and be like well, i'm screwed yeah i think they do some rubber banding to make it a little bit more fair yeah and me. it was fun that was fun um uh the the fact that you get hit by the car and you have to go back to your bike it's a less fun here than it is on the saturn that we played but um it's still kind of a, a unique aspect of the game now mm -hmm. one thing I, in this game if you don't if you get knocked off your bike and you don't touch anything, your guy will trot back to his bike. Well, at first, I didn't know that. And I was trying to figure out where my bike was and using the controls. And it'll let you. Mm -hmm. It'll let you run all over creation. And it'll take you an hour to find your bike. 
I noticed that in this version, tapping the fire button didn't do anything to make you go faster. Yeah, it's not like the other In the other versions. version, if you if you slam on your buttons, your guy will move, run quicker to get back to his bike. Right. The only reason I guess they give you control is to avoid traffic, you know. Right, which, and again, it, for me, that wasn't, uh, that was never an yeah. issue. Um, the, uh, the, so, but getting back to your bike, it's still kind of neat, you know. Um, uh, you know, so I, I would give the game marks because it is fun, but uh, um, you know, it, it really. I mean, if you don't have a documentation for this, you're boned. I mean, you you have to mm -hmm. know how to get to these other menus. The bike buying menu, it's there's not a ton of. It's not real exciting, is it? I mean, for the most part. And one thing that I, I wish they would have done is made the bikes look different. You know, when you upgrade your bike, change the sprite just a little bit, just to it show wouldn't take you. much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they, they don't do that. I mean, it's a it's a. I don't having not played this on the Genesis, and I know you've. I mean, maybe you've had it a little more, but I mean, I'm assuming this is exactly the same, like you said. Mm -hmm. And and so, but that, it's, it's very lazy. Yeah. It's a lazily done. Uh, game like I mean, just something that small, or changing the car's palette every once in a while, anything. Right. Or how about a truck mm -hmm. that comes, or another bike, anything that comes out of Pike mm -hmm. would have been cool. Uh, it just isn't there. Uh, the, I will say the different the different tracks are challenging and fun. There's some awesome jump elements. I, I like that. I like when you go into the air. There's not enough of them, is there? I mean, yeah. really, that, there are not enough. The tracks are very challenging and fun. You know, I. I I could sort of memorize them, you know, but I mean, it was there. Some of them you go up like towards the end, you're going like ten miles. Mm -hmm. It's a long race, you know, and so that would have been neat. Some weather elements would have probably been fun, you know. I don't think I don't remember any of the rain or snow or anything like mm -hmm. that, which that would have been neat or nighttime. I, I just don't know how, um, you know, the, the, with the frame rate chugging along as it is, adding rain or anything like that. I don't know how. Yeah, that would have I mean, you're you're, you're you're right, but but I'm just wish I'm just thinking wishful yeah. thinking now. Um, you know, Hasifa in the chat also has another fun tidbit about getting off your bike. He says if you crash right before you cross the finish line, you can actually run across the finish line and win the race that way. You don't that, have to that, cross it on your bike. That's pretty funny. Actually. <laughs> I, that's I mean, and, and the thing is, I often would wreck right at the finish line, but I, I never actually like you know had to run across it. Mm. But oh, so let me. While I'm still on, on my high horse, or the music's no good. Uh, I didn't like any of the music at all. See, this is where you and I dither, dither, differ. I've been dithering. Um, I, I thought that the music was fine. I thought it was pleasant. We've played so many racing games on the Amiga that have no background music. Um, this, I thought that these were perfectly passable. I, I, I thought they were duds. Okay, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I mean, this is the Amiga. You tell me that is that gets you fired up to race? No, okay. that's no good. Okay. I, I thought the music was no good. Okay, a letdown, uh, frankly. I didn't, I didn't like it. Uh, so let's get this straight. I didn't like the, I didn't like the music, the menus, or the graphic elements. The gameplay was suspect. <laughs> and after all that, oh, let's talk about the two-player element. You're probably thinking to yourself, well, hell, split-screen action, two players way out. And then no, 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 no split-screen action, no way on your buddy. It's a it's a hot seat take two turn player. situation. If you can figure out how exactly to implement the two player, <laughs> which is bizarre. Yeah, in itself. the the name entering scheme and the way again the menus leave a lot to be desired. As an added bonus, save feature, no, it's codes. Now I can get by with codes, but this is a computer. We can't have a save game element. Yeah. Again, it's a it's a port from the Genesis version. It's a direct port, so, but I didn't give a crap. Right. You know so. Uh, I wasn't impressed with that either. But it's, I'm telling you, I, I'm complaining so much about this game, but I played this game so much this week because at its core, 
it's a fun game. Mm -hmm. It's a fun racing game. It's not the best at anything, but the elements blend together to make it a fun game. And the engine, you know, we I just played, uh, I just put out uh, that the the uh, uh, outrun, the the last outrun game. I can't remember what the heck it's called. The not outrun, but not Europa, but the other outrun turbo outrun. That's okay. what it was. This game is like I liked. I wanted to like Turbo Outrun, but the the frame rate was garbage. All right, it was no good. Plus, a lot of other problems. This reminds me of like the step up from that engine. This one was just good enough to get over the top to where I could enjoy it. You know, if it had been any slower, I wouldn't have liked it. But it was just quick enough. The tracks were just fun enough. They were just laid out nice enough for me to get a kick out of it. Uh, I, um, the sad thing is, I've labored under the belief that there was an AGA version of this because I didn't even mention it to you. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not one missed opportunity there. That could have they could have had something that would run faster and look nicer, uh, but, but it didn't happen. Uh, so I that's wonder kind of when um, I wonder when EA abandoned Amiga as a platform because that might have had something to do with it. They might have already moved on. By well, ninety ninety two, the Amiga was still putting along pretty decently. But yeah, you never know. They may have just said the heck with computers. We're mm -hmm. gonna go straight up for consoles. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, because '92 was when the first Madden came out, and when they saw those bucks, when the money train rolled in. Yeah. yeah. Well, they 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 did they did a very weak port, you know. But again, not playing the Genesis. Maybe after I play the Genesis, I'll have more respect for this. But I mean, anyway, it goes. Their flaws are flaws. So yeah. if the Genesis version has the same flaws. You know, it is what it is. Right. Uh, but like I said, overall, I enjoyed it. I, I'll play it again, probably. Sadly, uh, did I enjoy the Saturn version more? Absolutely. But of course, it's a Saturn. Uh, um, so further iterations. And I've always heard that this game got much, much better on even the Genesis, like the second and third ones. They, you know, they got there was they every one of them was a lot better. So it's a shame that the Amiga didn't get... It's a lot like uh, when we played Star Control. Mm -hmm. Like you saw, okay, this is pretty good. This is a good starting point. Now let's... And they never got that second right. that second bump. So, eh, you know, I, it's not the best game, but it was, I, I enjoyed it more than I should have or had any right to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel the same way. I feel like this is a, a good game that was made better uh, with the help of, you know, graphical improvements and a fleshing out of the story. Um, but overall, I mean, I just, I just found it. I didn't, I, I didn't want to turn the game off while playing it, like uh, other games that we've reviewed. It so. is addict. It is strangely addictive. And mm -hmm. and the funny thing is when the when the uh, rubber meets the road, if you will. Um, Cut that even, out. Even with the, uh, even with the crap, you know, not that great frame rate and not that great backgrounds, the actual racing on it was very playable. The actual. You know, it's it's fun. The jumps are fun. And like I said, going past guys is fun. And the element of whacking, I mean, if it's worthless, it's fun. So that's what really makes the game stand up past some of these other games we play yeah, that are just motorcycles. Absolutely. Games. Like, I'd rather play this than hang on. For, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, there's just there's more to it. <laughs> we should take a look at how this game reviewed. All right, let's have a go. While we do that, we'll look over here at our port comparisons and... Um, and uh, let you check out all the different versions while I'm looking these up. So it looks like this game reviewed uh, pretty well in the middle. Uh, most of the reviews are in the 70s or low 80s. Uh, there is a high of 92 from Amiga Action in August of 94, but the one Amiga in August of 94 rated it a 65. So this isn't one of those cases where the later it is, the lower the scores. 
Um, it's it unusual that they well. gave that a 94 and not, or not, I would say a 94, in, they gave it a 92. 92. Well, because usually as these things get older, they start killing them. In Amiga Computing 112, which came out in May 97, this thing got an 86%. Mm, so, okay, very yeah, good. Yeah. So anyway, there's the reviews. What about eBay action? Um, this game, I expected it to be plentiful on eBay, and I was incorrect. There aren't that many copies going around. So <clears throat> I found one that was selling in the UK. Uh, for 23 to 26 U.S. dollars shipped, I think it's a pretty good price. Uh, there would, had a, there had been one shipped and sold in the U.S., which I was wondering if we'd gotten a release of this, and apparently we did. And they went for 30 bucks shipped U.S. dollars. And then there's one currently available in Italy uh, for 35 bucks or best offer. It's U.S. dollars. So uh, that seems to be the you know right around that 30 dollar mark. This is what they're going for. The uh, this was released in a wacky compilation. The compilation was called Help. <laughs> <laughs> We're running out of money. <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, what a weird... And unfortunately, I could not find any copies of Help. <laughs> with an exclamation point at the end. I don't know what else is in that, but I don't yes. know how this fits in there unless you're... Maybe it's told from the perspective of someone getting hit in the face of the club. Right. 170 miles an hour <laughs> on the road. <laughs> All right, so this has been our uh, look at Road Rash. Um, we're going to close things out by thanking the illustrious members of the Twitch chat uh, who have saved us twice tonight when we had audio issues. So I'd like to thank Pishbot, NakZR, Hasifa, uh, and Gary Hucker for hanging out with the us hook. this evening. Uh, we try and record Friday nights at twitch.tv slash Amigos Podcast, so you're welcome to come join us. Um, I'd also like to thank our Patreon supporters. So um, if you would like to support this show, you can go to patreon.com slash Amigos Podcast. Uh, we appreciate it. We need all the support we can get, That's we? right. <laughs> and uh, I will be singing the Patreon names this week uh -huh. in the spirit of Tracy Chapman. Christopher Hassel, Ravi Amber, Christopher's Dreamcatcher, Lauren Giroux, Graham Van King, Brent Daddy, you ain't dancing, everybody loves me, Brian's Red to Inventing, Gary Hawker, C. Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, and Duncan, Styles and Alan Kebab, and Anthony, Tapes from the Crib. Josh Nan, Will Williams, Adam Bradley, Neil Mansell, Jonas Rulo, T.S.E. Agnes, and Tommy Homestead, and Daniel, Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason Warns, Pixels and Dawn, Kjolbjorn Barman. <laughs> oh, Kjol is out the end now? That's the end. Man. You gotta end Tracy with Chapman, that's pretty obscure, Boat. Well... Sometimes I like to get I like the I like the deep cuts. Oh yeah, I like the deep cuts. On, on on Easy Rock Paradise, <laughs> I've heard more Tracy Chapman than I ever knew existed. <laughs> <laughs> I want a fast car to get the hell away from her. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, thanks for watching. Have a great week wherever you are. We'll see you again next week. We're going to play R Type, that classic space R types. R types. We're going to play both the R types. All right. One big R type R. All right. We should have did it for Pirate Week. That's but we true. We missed the boat. We on missed that. it by a week. We'll see you next time, guys. Until then, Arr. adios.